With that being said, this house should be full. This is the time, okay? It is in, it is in the time when there is a need that we really, you need to get on the phone and say, look, we need to support our pastor and support this church more than ever before. This is not the time to go on vacation, okay? Or to say, well, you know, I'll just stay home until, you know, uh, things get better or whatnot. This is not the time for this, you know? Um, family and friends um, are God's plan for our defense against the enemy. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's why God has given us family and friends. It is our defense against the attacks of the enemies. And w when the attacks come, you will find out who your family and who your friends are. Okay, I mean, really, okay? And I, 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 want, I want people who will be with me in the foxhole, okay, uh, when the fight is on. Um, family and friends in particular are also, watch what I'm saying, a manifestation of God in the earth. If you want to see what God will do for you in the earth realm, he uses people to show himself, to reveal himself in the earth, so that if you're thirsty, you know, he's not going to part the heavens, you know, and send an, angel, an angelic host down to give you a drink of water. And he can, you know, and he has, okay? But that's why he's given us family. That's why he's given us friends. And if you are, 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 if you are family in this house, and I pray that this house is a house that is made up of a family. I mean, I'm talking about a supportive family, okay? If you're family, you need to call your cousins and all your brothers and sisters who are part of this house and say, this is the time for us to show up. Amen? Amen. And this is the time for us to increase our giving, okay? Not because, um, you know, uh, somebody's trying to plan a vacation to Hawaii. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know a lot of that's going on. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about seeing the need, okay? And, and not having to, you know... Uh, be going under before somebody says, oh, did, did, did I, should I do a little more than I've been doing? You know what I mean? Don't wait till that happens. Do what you would do for your natural family. And I hope that you would do for your natural family the right thing, okay? And do that for this, this household. This is the time for you to increase your giving. This is the time for you to increase your support, increase your spare, your prayers, and really call all your brothers and sisters and say, we need to be here. Because I, I, I'm going to tell you, I have been in situations in churches, you know, where the pastor, you know, something happened in the family, you know, there was a bad accident or an illness or something happened, and, the, and the, the membership grew while he was out. That's what should be happening here. And we are uh, mature enough. There are a lot of mature believers in here, you know. And uh, God is saying, I, well, I'm getting ready to preach the message anyways. So I'm not going to just, you know, be chattering away. I'm going to just go ahead and preach what thus saith the Lord concerning uh, situations that I might find myself in. Because I'm going to tell you right now, 
we're having some real battles in our family, in our yeah. personal family. We have been attacked with sickness. We have been attacked, you know, with all kind of things. And I'll tell you, Saturday, uh, Saturday, was it Saturday morning, right, Roz? This is my daughter, Roz, by the way. Say hi. She came with us today, yeah. Um, Saturday morning, you know, we have, we have um, having a family crisis right now of illness. Uh, to one of the younger family members, you know, not one of the seniors, one of the younger ones. And uh, so we got, we called, the, you know, there's a free conference line, okay, that you can use. So we called family members that, you know, we wanted them, the ones that we wanted to know right now. Some, some, some family members, you have to hold them off a little bit, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, we, we got all got on the phone together and we prayed the house down, okay, as a family, you know, for our family member who was really facing some very, very serious challenges. We, we prayed for an hour together on the family. Uh, not only did we pray, but we did not end that prayer without saying, what can we do? What do you need? Do you need anything? Do you need us to be there? Are, you, are, are, your, are your finances okay? What, what's going on here? How can we help you? How can we bless you? So, uh, um, uh, I, I just want to encourage you to, um, you know, because God is really, he's really testing this church to see what's, what is this church really about? Are you guys just gatherers to just come to get a word so you can go home? Are you, or are you a family? Are you a family? If, you're, if you believe you're a family in this church, just raise your hand right now. Do you believe you're a family? Okay. Do you know what it means to be a family? <laughs> Come on. That's the next question, okay? Families stick close. They stick close. They are God's, they are God's defense system in the earth, okay? If my husband gets sick, I'm his defense. If I get sick, God knows he's my defense. He's my protection. You know, the Bible says blessed is the man who has a house full of children, you know, and because they will speak to his enemies at the gate. Okay, so you need a brother, you need a sister, you need children uh, um, that are going to say, and be careful how you, listen, you younger ones too, I know y'all the younger ones upstairs somewhere, but I'm just, but pe tell your kids, be careful how you, how you treat me, because your kids are watching you, and the way you treat me, that's how your kids are going to treat you, so tell them, be really, really careful. I remember when my mom was uh, in her last days, and uh, she was bedridden. And uh, my two daughters were uh, in the bedroom, and I told them, I said, well, you guys go in the living room. I said, because I'm going to give uh, mom a bath and, you know, get her, get her. And she said, don't tell them to go out of the room. Tell them to stay in the room. They need to know how to take care of you in your last days. Keep them in the room and let them watch, okay? So, and I'll never forget that, you know, so, because you don't know, you know, I'm praying, God, that I'll just leave here. I don't want to be laid up anywhere, but, but you never know, okay, uh, what his plan is. So I want you to go with me, would you please, to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews, the uh, 10th chapter, and we're going to start at the 35th verse, amen? The 30, at 1035, okay, 1035. And uh, I'm going to speak from the topic, the need for endurance. Amen. And next week, uh, I won't be here. I think uh, uh, Elder Gary George is going to be here next week. This should be a full house in here next week. You need to go get your neighbors, your friends, say, you know what? We, 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 we need to support our church. 
while our pastor's recovering. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. All right. You know, I know you guys aren't Baptists, but in Baptist church, you know, we say amen when we agree with something. <laughs> it's actually, it's a Hebrew tradition, you know, it, uh, the word amen in Hebrew means to agree, okay? So, uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless and praise your holy name. We magnify you, we worship you, and we adore you, Lord, for you're worthy, worthy, worthy of the praise, Father. For there's no other name we know. Hallelujah. No other place to go. Please bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Just one more time. There's no other name I know but Jesus. No other place to go but to Jesus. Please bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Just one more time. I'm reaching out in faith and patiently I'll wait. To you, bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Just one more time. Now the record clearly shows, and in my heart I know you. Bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Just one more time. There's no other name I know. No other place to go. Please bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Does anybody need a blessing? Just one more time. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10 and 35 says this, and our message for today is the need for endurance, the need to persevere. The need to stand strong in times of crises and troubles and challenges that we're going to face. And, and the Bible tells us, don't, don't be surprised when fiery trials come to test you as though something strange has happened. He, you know, the Bible goes on to say, you know, in this life you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer. You know, don't, don't be afraid because I, I've overcome the world and you are over, you're going to overcome the world in me. Have you noticed that in the 23rd Psalm it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. It doesn't say, Yea, though I walk around the valley of the shadow of death. It says, Yea, though I walk through. There are some things in life that you are going to have to go through. God is the, well, God, if you're a good God, why don't you just take me around it? Okay? Why, why don't you just let, make the valley disappear? Okay? No, he says, and guess what he says? He says, yea, though, the, the psalmist says, David says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're pulling me out of this situation? Because you, you're going to come and just rescue me so I don't have to go through? No, just because I know that you're with me. For thou art with me. And that's what you have to know. God says there's some things you're going to have to go through, but no one thing. I'm with you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. But why, God? Why do we have to go through stuff? You know, I thought you were a good God. I thought you were a God that just loved us. Why, why do we have to suffer and go through stuff? Well, here we go. So, 
This is it, verse 35, chapter 10, book of Hebrews. So, do not, and I'm reading from the NIV, but this is New King, New King James. That's good, that's good. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence. Say confidence. It will richly reward you. For you have need of endurance, say endurance, that once you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. It says, don't throw away your confidence. It says, because you have need. Why am I getting, uh, is this because it's too close to my face? Uh, Don't throw away your confidence. Um, because you have need of endurance, so that once you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. He says, I've promised you certain things, but understand, to get to the promise, you're going to have to endure certain things. And it says, "Don't, don't, don't throw away your confidence. Well, what is my confidence? My confidence is in the promises of God. What he has promised me, that he would never leave me, that he would never forsake me. He promised me that no weapon formed against me would prosper, that this was my heritage as a servant of the Most High God. He promised me that he would never leave me and never forsake me. He promised me that when my enemies came in like a flood, that he would lift up a standard against them. He's promised, he's promised, he promised me, and that is my confidence. Is that your confidence? That's what I have confidence in. I have confidence in uh, in God's faithfulness. I was young, now I'm old, but I know one thing, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. He's never forsaken me, nor my children begging bread. I have a confidence in his word. And he says, and now that you're up against something that maybe you haven't gone through before, or maybe you didn't see coming, and it came out of nowhere, or they did because you know when stuff happens, you know how it happens, it happens suddenly. You're driving down the street and having a nice conversation on your way to the picture show, and suddenly, boom, okay? You're feeling fine. You're feeling good. You get a little ache in your foot. You go to the doctor, and suddenly, there's a diagnosis that you didn't expect. Your finances are going good, everything, and suddenly, you go, and there's a notice up on the door. You, hey, the jobs are ended. We're, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we're moving to another city. Things that happen can happen suddenly. So all of this confidence that you have in God's, you know, it gets, it shakes you. I don't care how saved you are. I don't care how spiritual you are. I don't care how filled you are with the Holy Spirit. When things happen, they shake your confidence. And I want you to picture yourself as a, as a, 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 how many of you ever watched a football game on, on TV? You know, you know what football is, right? Okay, and you see this guy, and he, he's running down the field, and he's carrying the ball, and coming at him as he's coming down the field are two big freight trains, okay, called, uh, what do they call them? Called linebackers, okay, and they are coming at you full speed. Well, I don't know about you, but if I saw two linebackers coming toward me and I was holding the ball, what would I want to do? Get rid of the ball, okay? 
get rid of that ball, and maybe if I throw it away, the freight trains won't hit me, okay? But the Bible tells me, and as a team, when you're in the game and you're playing the game, the object is not to throw away the ball or get rid of the confidence. The idea is for you to hold on to your confidence and know, watch this, this is so good, that you are surrounded by a team. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory. You're not on that field by yourself carrying that ball. You got guys around you. You got folks around you that are going to get in front of those freight train linebackers, okay, and make sure that you don't take the hit. Am I going to take the hit? Maybe I will, but I'm not going to take the hit that I'm going to take if I'm by myself on that field, okay? He says, don't cast away your confidence. What I promised you, what you've seen me do time and time again, but when you see those linebackers coming towards you, you suddenly you go blank. Does anybody know what I'm talking about with going blank? Like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Have you forgotten what I did for you last year? What I did for you when you were eight years old? What I did for you when you were 18? What the doctor told you 10 years ago and you're still here? Have you all of a sudden gone blank that I fed you yesterday? That there is still a roof over your head? That you woke up this morning in your right mind? You understand? You put your foot on the floor and it was still working? Come on. He says, don't go blank in times of trouble and forget that I am God and forget what I brought. Hold on to your confidence in me. Hold on to it. It says, because you have need of endurance. Why? why? This is, see, this is the issue when things go, go south. Why? Why me? Look at your neighbor and say, why not you? Okay, that, why me? Why not you? Who are you that you should be exempt from all anything that comes along in the universe? All of a sudden, you should be exempt. Why? Because I'm a Christian. I know Jesus. There's no reason why I have to go through trials and tribulations. Oh, really? That's not, not what, what Bible you're reading. Maybe you, maybe you just read one chapter, you know what I mean, about, you know, Jesus as Santa Claus and Christmas is coming. Maybe that's the chapter you read. But there's a lot more to this story. He says, you, you have need, he says, hold fast to your confidence because you have need of endurance. Well, what does it mean to endure? I'm so glad you asked. It says, you, this is something that you need. Uh, not something that, this is not something you want. It's not something you want. Nobody wants to learn endurance. But it's something that you need. Well, what, what, he said, you have need of endurance. What does it mean to endure? I want you to write this down because you're going to need this next week. When suddenly happens. Yeah, when you get the phone call. Okay? When you get the notice. When you hear, when you get the report, when suddenly happens. To endure means to suffer, but never surrender. It means that you need to learn how to go through suffering without losing your mind. 
okay, without falling apart, without, without being under the circumstance. He says, you, this is something you need in life. You need to be strong mentally. You need to be strong in your spirit. You think that you're so spiritual and you just love God and everybody just thinks you're this spiritual person. You know what, what proves you're spiritual? How you handle suffering. How you handle a crisis will tell all. What do you say when you hit your foot on that chair? Come on. What comes out of your mouth? Is it, thank you, Lord Jesus? Or is it something else? See, what's really in you? Listen, you know, it's like a cup. And a cup is full of something. It isn't until you knock up against that cup that you find, and what spills out, then that's when you find out what's in it. When it takes a knock, whatever it's full of is coming out. Yeah, Praise not. You hear me? You, you might think it's all sweet in there, but you knock up against that glass or that cup, and it pours out. You find out what it is. God says you have need of endurance. You need to learn how to do what? Say it with me. Suffer, but... Oh, no, you didn't get it, y'all. <laughs> to endure means to suffer without surrendering. See, let me tell you something. There are some people right now. They're down at the border. They're on a boat. They're going through jungles. They're going through camps. They're going through internment camps. They're paying people. They're watching people die around them just to get to America. Telling you. Do they have a right to be here? Anybody has a right for a better life. If you need a better life, you're going to fight for it with everything in you, whether other people like it or not. A lot of people are not going to agree with you with what you need to do to move your life forward. But you have to do what you have to do. And I'm going to tell you something. When people come through that level of suffering and they get there and they're up for a job and the job is hard, who do you think is going to do the best job? The one who has learned to endure without surrendering. God, that's why God says you have need. You need to learn how to. Swallow stuff when it's not yeah. sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he said something I don't like. I'm quitting. Okay, go quit, wimp. I have another name for you, but I won't say it in church. Go ahead, quit. You know, you can't take it. My teacher said this. I'm not going back to that class anymore. You need that class. My doctor, I don't like what he told me. I'm going to find a new doctor. Go right ahead. You're just going to hear the same thing. What do we do when we're up against it? Why do you think marriages are falling apart? Because everybody, nobody wants to to, to go through anything. Like, you know, I'm going to find a better person. Like the next relationship is going to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Well, when marriage gets tough, you know, oh, we want to just give up. And well, well, the reason why mom and dad have been married so long, because they always got along and they were always nice to each other. What, what Disneyland are you living in? <laughs> marriage is hard. 
It's the hardest thing you'll ever do. I don't care how good his kiss is, how sweet he is, how he whispers in your ear, how fine he is, how cute she is. You get married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being strong is not a joke. It's not something that we have to learn, and we have to learn at every level. And the Bible says, you have need of endurance. What does it mean to endure? Suffer. God, you're telling me that I have to suffer? I'm telling you, you need to suffer. Because if you want to build a life, if you want to build a business, if you want to build a family, if you want to get an education, if you want to get a move up in your job, if you want to serve me, especially if you want to serve me, if you don't know how to endure, you will fail. You will flat out fail. If you don't know how to get through sickness, guess what? You will die. I had a, a lady, and they told her that she had cancer, and they told her she was going to have chemotherapy. She was so scared that when it came time for chemotherapy, I'm telling you, she had a heart attack and died. She was that afraid. She was that afraid. So we got to face stuff. We got to know that, you know, you know that little poem about the footprints in the sand? Yeah. We got to know that, hey, when we can't carry ourselves, that God really is going to carry us. Yes. We got to know that when enemies come against us, whether it's little things, whether it's people we work with on our job or whatnot, you got to say, God, you got this, you know? I, I'm not, I'm not going to do something that I'm going to get me fired or that I'm going to regret hurting somebody or because I couldn't control myself. God, teach me how to suffer without surrendering. Yeah. Teach me to trust your word in every situation, no matter how hard it gets. Teach me, God, even when somebody is being unfair with me, that I will still be fair with them. Teach me, God, to do my part, even when somebody else yeah. is not doing their part. Yeah. Teach me. Yeah. Yeah. No, he says, you have need of endurance, yeah. that after you suffer, that you, don't, that, you, that you won't surrender. He says, and that you might do what? You see the promise. Uh, my daughter, Roz, when she was just a kid, I think she was just out of high school, she was working for an advertising agency. <laughs> and um, she was like, and they had this account with McDonald's hamburgers, but anyway, she would just come home crying every day. This, my supervisor is so mean. She makes me, she just takes all her work and just loads it on my desk and, you know, and I have to stay late and she goes home and, you know, I'm quitting this job. I'm going to, I mean, just this one of a month. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I said, don't you quit. Don't you quit. I said, in fact, we're going to do the word. If she asks you to do work, take your work, her work, and ask her if she has any more. Right on. Right on. The Bible says, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Well, why would I bless somebody that cursed me? Uh -oh. Psalms 109.17 says, Let him who loved cursing, let it come back, back. to him. Uh -huh. And let him who delight in blessings, let it come to him. So when you curse somebody because they cursed you, the curse is coming back to you. Yeah. That's what Psalms 109.17. See, the Bible doesn't make sense sometimes when we see it. It says, if your enemy asks you to go a mile, go two. If he asks for your cloak, give him the cloak, your coat. See, that's what it means to learn how to suffer. That's why you have needs. So I told her, I said, listen, next time she asks you to do some work, do her work, your work too. 
Mom, that doesn't matter. I said, the Bible says, let's see what God is going to do about this. I want you to do it. So what was it, like three or four months went by, right, Rise? And finally she says, Mom, please, I got to offer to get another job. I said, look, you did your part. You did what we had. You did the word. So I believe that when you go to the next job, you're going to be blessed. Okay? So she turned in her notice to the boss. And the way her office was set up, there was like a balcony with some offices upstairs. And uh, she went to her, to her, her not a supervisor, but the boss, and said, you know, I want to turn in my notice. He says, you know, I was just getting ready to talk to you. He says, every time I look down on that floor, you're doing your work and her work too. Mm. So you know what? I'm going to fire her, and I'm giving you her job. Woo! We know it. When you learn how to endure, when you learn how to go through stuff without quitting, God says, you, this is something that you need to learn. Look what he says in uh, 2 Timothy, and I'm almost close. Look what he says in, in uh, 2 Timothy uh, 2 and 3. I know you don't have it up there. But it says, I can, I can just tell you, it says, endure hardness like a good soldier. That's what Paul's word is to Timothy. He says endure, and then in 2.10, 2 Timothy 2.10, it says endure persecution. <laughs> have you been on a job where you've been persecuted? You ever have a family member that calls you persecution? Yes. Have you ever had neighbor situations that, man, it's like straight up persecution? Okay, have you ever had racial persecution? People didn't like you because you were black, brown, white, old, young, overweight, underweight? Persecution comes, it comes for no particular reason at all. It just comes. But in second, uh, two, and, um, uh, 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 um, two and three says, three, yeah, three, it says, endure hardness with us, like good soldiers of Jesus Christ. When things come in the body of Christ that are hard, he says endure. Then it goes down to 10, I think in 10 he says, uh, let me find it, uh, yeah. It says, therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that, that they too may obtain, obtain, the salvation, obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. It says, endure hardness, endure persecution. Back to Hebrews, okay? Listen, you wonder why you have to endure? You wonder why God, you know, you, 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 you think that life is so spiritual that uh, that the, the God is just allowing the devil to pick on you when things are going wrong? Is that what you really think? Look what it says in Hebrews 11, real quick. Because when you learn to endure, this is why it's so important. He says you have need of this. When you learn how to endure through sickness, when you learn how to endure through financial reversals, what you're doing and you go through it, and you go through it like a champion, like your trust is in God, like you're standing on his word no matter what it looks like. Guess what? People are watching you. Yeah. You got a cloud of witnesses. Your children are watching you. Yeah. Your neighbors, are, your haters are watching you. Yeah. Yeah. Your little grandchildren are watching you. Yeah. They're watching what comes out of your mouth. Yeah. They're watching your attitude. Yeah. They're watching to see a smile on your face even when you're going through hell. Yeah. They're watching. Look what it says in Hebrews 11. I love this. It says, and y'all know this scripture, 11.1. 1. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Yeah. Does anybody ever, ever heard that scripture before? Yeah. 
He said, it's his faith. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We all know that, yeah. right? Yeah. But listen, your faith is going to be tested as a witness and as a testimony to others of the faithfulness of God that there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing that God can do in your life, not because I read it, but because I know it, because I went through it, because I have a testimony to tell you. Look what it says. It says in verse 4, it says, Abel suffered. Uh, I'm sorry, but, but uh, Abel, uh, he, he, he uh, offered God up a better sacrifice. And what did he get for uh, offering God up a better sacrifice? Does anybody know? His brother Cain killed him. Okay? So he's talking about people who have had to suffer. He said, then it says Enoch in verse 5. Enoch suffered. It says Noah suffered. He's out there building an ark. Nobody knew what the heck he was doing, okay? It says uh, uh, in verse 6 that Abraham suffered. He was called to a place he didn't even know where he was going. And then it says by faith, Abraham, he, had to, uh, uh, he was too old to have children. But God opened uh, his wife's womb anyway. Down in verse 17, it says in Abraham, when he was tapped, he to offer up his own child. Uh, there was a time of testing his faith. It says, by faith, Abraham uh, uh, blessed uh, Jacob and Esau. And we know that Jacob was tested. Esau was tested. And it says in verse 23, I hope you're reading with me, it says that by faith, Moses' parents had to put him in a boat when he was a baby and hoped that the alligators didn't eat him. His faith was tested even before he even knew he was being tested. Amen? It says, by faith, Moses, uh, when he was grown, he rejected Pharaoh in his house and decided to go with God. And it says that Moses went on to watch stand by the Red Sea in 29 and watch God open the sea so the people could go over. And it says in verse 20, by faith, Joshua uh, had to wait and see if the wall was going to fall down. And can you imagine him walking around those five or six times and saying, oh, I'm so embarrassed. These people are looking at me and uh, wondering if I'm crazy and, and ready to quit and ready to give up. Oh, God, you said this wall's going to fall. When is it going to fall? But by faith, he kept walking until the wall fell. Amen? It says, by faith, Rahab, the harlot, who was a prostitute. And they said, and you got people in your family, you think God can never change their nature? You think that they can never be restored to a good life? But Rahab was a prostitute. And it says, by faith, she believed God, and God changed her. So what's your testimony? What's your testimony of endurance? You know what Psalm 136 says? And I know that some of you have had to ask God, why do I have to endure this with my kids? Why do I have to endure this in my marriage? Why do I have to endure this constant struggle financially? And I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep my job, keep my house. Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to figure out how I'm going to get through school? How am I going to get better? Why do I have to endure sickness? Why? How can you ask me to go through the hardest things ever? Why? How can you do that? Read 136. And every time you see his mercy endures forever, read it with me, okay? Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For what? Oh, give thanks to the God of gods for his what? Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords because of what? To him alone who does great wonders because? Oh, for him who by wisdom made the heavens because? 
For him who laid out the earth above the waters, why? To him who made great lights for his mercy. Hallelujah. The sun to rule by day and the mercy and the moon by the rule by day. Why? The moon and the stars. Why? To him who struck Egypt with their firstborn. Because why? Because he brought out Israel from among them. Why? With a strong hand and with outstretched arms. Why? And him who divided the Red Sea in two. Why? Him who made Israel pass through the midst of the sea. Why? And he overthrew Pharaoh and his army. Why? He led his people through the wilderness. How? Hallelujah. I just want to stop there. It goes on and on and on and on. And with every challenge, it's very clear of one thing, that he brought them through it for one reason, because his So when he asks you to endure, know that you can endure because his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. I want you to stay strong through this, what we're going through right here, right here, right now. You can do it because his mercy endures forever. But I want you to know this. This is your time not to sit back and wait and see what's going to happen, but to be proactive, to be more proactive than you've ever been. Let God know that the deposits that he's made in you the strength that sometimes you don't even know you have it. Because a lot of times I say, God, I can't go through that. And he said, oh, yes, you can. I made you. I know what's in you. But so many of you can give more and do more. But most of all, what I'm asking you to do, he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because of you are with me. Just be with, be present. Be present. This is not the time to go on vacation or to quit or to find another church where everything is well because that's just a season that that church is going through at that time, a well season. But learn that when you've done all that you can do to stand, to do what? Stand. So many of us are going through a personal challenge right now. If you're going through a challenge, my husband's here and he's going to come and he's going to pray for you. Maybe in your family, maybe in your own body. You may have a sick family member. I don't know what your crisis is or what your challenge is. But the Lord is saying, whatever you're going through, this I'm allowing you to go through this so that you will learn how to endure. So that when you're up against the enemy or up against attacks, you won't faint. You won't fall apart. You won't go jump off a bridge. You'll know that I am with you. So if you need prayer, you, you got a situation, I want you to come to the altar today. If you need prayer, you got prices in your family.
in your situation. There may be someone that you want to stand in the gap for. You can move this. I want to stand for my sister, my brother, my friend. I, I don't know where I'm going to get the money to do X, Y, Z. I need a financial miracle. I need, I need some kind of breakthrough, whatever it is. And I'm, I'm standing, and I'm tired. I'm tired of going through the same stuff, and nothing had to change. Well, guess what? This is not instant oatmeal. You know, some things, God is allowing it not to change overnight because that's how he builds our perseverance. That's how he builds our strength. So God, why? Hey, why not? You think I would leave you weak? I think you think that I would leave you with no testimony? I gave Abraham, I gave Isaac, I gave Moses, and you're supposed to be mine? I know this, that a great crowd of witnesses are watching. So we're going to just start praying for you.